0: welcome to the blue cord podcast this is a place where everyday christian women like you get inspired to be authentic witnesses in your daily life so that people who don't know jesus come to know him and they can know hey friend this spring my husband renaud and i took a blue cord group to the holy land to walk in Jesus' footsteps and to learn about the ancient blue cord dye making process One of the highlights from the trip happened in Caesarea Philippi because it's where Jesus asked his disciples a famous question in Matthew 16, who do people say I am? Now, when you study this passage through Middle Eastern eyes versus Western eyes, it's going to fill you with awe to consider who Jesus is, who you are in him, and what he called you to do. Now, this is a special episode because our friend Andre Mubarak, the co-founder of Twin Tours in Israel, is here to unpack this passage with me. Let me tell you a little bit about Andre. He's a twin born into a Christian Maronite family, grew up on the Via Della Rosa, is a licensed tour guide and an ordained minister. He's led numerous groups through the Holy Land for about 20 years and is the author of several books. And one of my favorites is One Friday in Jerusalem, the story of his life. He also hosts an amazing podcast called Walking in the Holy Land. Highly recommend it. Andre, welcome.
1: Thank you for welcoming me. And I loved when you said Jesus through the Middle Eastern eyes. When you came to Israel, yeah, you saw the scripture in a different depth you understood it from the culture, custom, and context, because you had been walking the Holy Land with locals, yes. like me and my twin brother, indigenous locals.
0: You know what, Andre, I will never read my Bible in the same way again. And in fact, that got me started on a journey that brought us to this episode right now, Caesarea Philippi in Matthew 16.13. I remember when we stood at this place where Jesus came into this district of Caesarea Philippi, and in that spot, we were standing right there where Jesus would have asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And so, I learned from you and your brother, Tony, how important geography is in the Holy Land. So, what should we know about this place?
1: Read the scripture. And you see the location, and you see the verses of the Bible coming alive. So geography is so important. And because it's Caesarea Philippi, is in the area of the Golan Heights. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to the first century, the area was divided into three parts with three Herods. Herod Antipas, which ruled north of Sea of Galilee, the Golan Heights. Herod Philippi and Herod Agrippas, when we understand the territories, when we understand the geography and who ruled that area, we understand the biblical story. That area was ruled by Herod Philippi, which is Caesarea Philippi, Hmm. and he is a pagan Roman emperor. And this is why we have a pagan Roman temple for the god of Pan. Hmm. And this Herod was different than the other Herods. He wanted to become God himself. So there's a lot of idols. There's a lot of inscriptions speaking about this Herod Philippi God. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that area is the traditional place of the gates of hell. And people wanted to go and worship that Roman God. So what they have done, there was a huge Roman temple. And in that Roman temple... Imagine it's like an oracle. People came and done sacrifices. And after doing sacrifices, they will just start dancing. And after they start dancing, they get drunk. And anxiety comes into the place and committing sin. And that's why it's called the gates of hell. And also, to a Jewish tradition, that is the place where it's mentioned in Genesis 6, 1 to 4, The fallen angels, the fallen ones, what we call in Hebrew the Nephilim. The angels were to be against God and they wanted to come down and God cursed them down. And as a result, the sons of God had met the humans, women on earth, the daughters of Adam. This is what is the Nephilim. and, And Nephilim literally means the strong mighty-like demons. Mm. And, uh, this is also a biblical event mentioned in Ezekiel 32 and in Numbers 13. And we have other names for the Nephilim in the Bible, like Anakim in Hebrew, which is giants, or Giborim, which are the strong ones. Mm. So this is a tradition, Jewish tradition, that is the gates of hell where they fold down in that location.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Blue Chord listener, don't miss this. So, here we are in this place, Caesarea Philippi. It's an area where it's under Roman rule, it's pagan Roman temple, all kinds of idolatry, and the gates of hell are right there. So, with that in context, it blows my mind to consider and just wonder why would Jesus take his disciples on this two-day walking journey to a pagan Roman temple.
1: And the disciples themselves were, why he is doing this? We are religious, simple Jews from far the home Capernaum on the Sea of Galilee, a simple Jewish town. Why is Jesus taking us two-day journey all the way to a pagan area? Mm. And I just want to tell you, Jesus was with them almost three years. He was teaching them, discipling them, and this is like a graduation lesson. Mm. He wanted to know if they grabbed hold of his teachings. He wanted to know if his disciples understood who he is. Mm. And this is why he took them all the way to that Roman pagan, like to hell, to the mm. place of hell. Mm. And he knew that after that, he's going to head down to Jerusalem to be crucified. Mm. So he wanted to tell them, you have to mature, you have to grow up. You have to go and conquer this Roman pagan world. And then he asked the question, who the Son of Man is? And you know what? The disciples had four answers. John the Baptist, Elijah the prophet, Jeremiah, and another prophet. But look what Peter said. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: By the way, Peter, in Hebrew, Shimon from the root letter, Leshmoa, which means to hear. is not that Peter is hearing, it's God is hearing Peter's heart mm-hmm. in
0: Hebrew. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is where Jesus asked a question. This is a Jewish way. Jesus knows the answer, but he wants to help his disciples to have this revelation. Mm-hmm. And then Peter said, the famous saying, you are the Lord. And that was a complete revelation. And Peter at that time connected all the dots. And Jesus commanded Peter, Blessed are you, Shimon bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Shimon, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to make one comment here. In Hebrew is Shimon, all right, mm-hmm. Peter. In Aramaic is Kephas. Kephas means a little rock. And when Jesus said, on this rock, he did not mean, in Hebraic Aramaic mindset, Peter. He meant the rock of the pagan world. Mm -hmm. Again, Simon Peter, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, on this rock, on this pagan world, on this gates of hell, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So there are different interpretations, but if you go back to the Hebraic Aramaic, Peter is in Aramaic the little rock, but the big rock, the main rock, is the Roman pagan temple. And God's words is saying to Peter, you and the disciples will conquer this pagan world, and you will build my word, the church, the Kehillah, on this location over the roman empire which means my words will prevail over the roman empire using you as my disciples
0: Mm. as you're sharing this like my mind is like blowing up and i'm thinking about all the applications for us as believers today and we'll go there here in a little bit but i don't want us to miss this next step because we can just fly by this that so many of us were raised in the Western church thinking this might have meant Peter is the foundation of the church. But you're sharing with us a, a, a completely different mindset or interpretation that we may have missed. And so I, I don't want to fly by it. So here's Jesus. He's bringing his disciples to this Roman pagan city.
1: And he's seeing the Roman pagan temple. They didn't enter the city, but from his side, they saw the Roman pagan temple. Uh-huh. Because as Jews, they're not allowed to enter a Roman site. So from a side, if you read the scripture, uh-huh. it says that he showed them from his side the Roman pagan temple.
0: Let's take a quick break for me to share some big news. If you've been loving the Blue Cord Podcast, you will love our Blue Cord Women's Conference coming on September 29th and 30th this year, 2023 in Dallas, Texas. It's the last weekend in September. So mark your calendar now so that you can make plans to join us and maybe even come with a carload of friends. More details will be coming soon, and we're going to be needing volunteers to help with that. So if that's something you'd be interested in, just drop me an email to karen, K-A-R-E-N, at ihopeministries.org. Thanks so much. Now back to the program. And so how important it is for Jesus to say basically... You are my followers. You have this. I wrote down some words while you were talking. It's time for them to grow up. It's time for them to enter out into the world. It's time for them to complete this mission and, and use them to go up against the very gates of hell to bring people from darkness to light.
1: Because it's not only that, in the church, the word church in the original Hebrew And Greek, Ecclesia in Greek and Hebrew, kehilah, it doesn't mean the building. Mm -hmm. It means the community. It means you, disciples. It's a movement. We know that when Jesus is sharing with His disciples, who am I? It's ending for Peter saying the revelation that He's going to be used to conquer the Roman world. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what happened. 400 years later, the Romans became Christians, and the message that took place in Caesarea, Philippi, Jesus' words, through his disciples, conquered the Roman Empire. Hmm. And he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What is the keys? In Hebraic-Aramaic mindset, the keys are the authority to move people from darkness to light, which means we have authority over darkness. Remember Nephilim, Mm -hmm. the four angels fall there, according to a Jewish tradition. So we have authority over demons. We have authority over devils. And Jesus is telling them, carry my vision and conquer the Roman pagan world, conquer the evil. And you know what? Today, we just like to worship in our churches. We don't like to go outside. We don't like to go conquer the dark side. Very important to God out of our comfort zone. Jesus telling the disciples, go out of your comfort zone. And you have the power, you have the keys, you have the authority to move people, to take them from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Mm. And about me using my name, Jesus took them to that specific location for a specific message And it's not only a territory for the Romans, Jesus wants to restore these territories to become back Jewish. And he wants to tell them also that I am above all the gods, above all the things, above all the anxiety, above all the death, above all the Roman Empire. Because I want to tell you, as a Roman god in the first century, you have to go and approach that god, And that God is in the temple. He's far away from you. Mm -hmm. But Jesus, taking the disciples to that location, as God, He is with them. He's not far from the disciples. The Roman God, you have to ask for a prayer. It's like Oracle. Maybe He will answer you. Maybe He will not answer you. Maybe you will see Him, but you never touch Him. But with Jesus, you see Him. You touch Him. He's not like an oracle. He's a real God present among people. So this God is different than the Roman God. Mm -hmm. So this was telling the disciples, I am here. I am with you. And you got the revelation that I am the true God above all the gods. You can touch me. You can feel me. I answer prayers. You get healed. So he's declaring to the disciples who he is, the bottom line.
0: Mm, I think so often we make God small. And when we sit and really dive into scripture in this way and get this robust understanding, we begin to realize how amazing the whole message is, how amazing Jesus is. And yet, like the disciples, and this brings me great comfort, they didn't really get the message yet when Jesus brought them there on that field trip. Because in Matthew 17, 1 through 9, we read about the transfiguration and then Peter freaked out.
1: Yes, and you know what? Mountains are very important. There are spiritual revelations that take places on mountains. Like Moses was on Mount Sinai. He received the law, Mount Carmel, with Prophet Elijah. God's presence is in mountains. His glory shows up. Appearance changed, and the glory of God was covering him. And here, now they're seeing what Jesus is talking about. He's happening in reality. He is the real God. So this is double confirmation. And God's voice even came down, reassuring Jesus' successor, right? Bringing new covenant for all. And this is not only assuring for the disciples, it's assuring for Jesus himself. Here is the Father, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. with the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the words from the Father, especially to the Son, through the glory of the Holy Spirit, telling Jesus, go down to Jerusalem. You are ready to restore the power of the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus restored and obeyed and went down to Jerusalem to the cross. And all that happened because of Caesarea Philippi. Jesus is releasing his mission to the disciples because he knew his mission is coming to an end. And the disciples have to continue
0: There's so much to marinate over here. And so I'm just thinking about practical application today. So here we are thousands of years later. What are some big takeaways that each one of us can grasp from the situation in Caesarea Philippi into our modern day culture? where we have this cancel culture, and there's, oh, it's almost like the gates of hell are like right here. What are a few takeaways for our Blue Cord listener based on some of these lessons?
1: First of all, I want to encourage you, go out of your churches. Your churches is great, and it's wonderful, but we make it like our home base, like a comfort zone, and Mm -hmm. we live in it, and we forget about the world. Go out to the world, and go out to places that you're not comfortable in. This is where the power of the Holy Spirit will work. And Jesus is challenging us and challenging his disciples. It's okay to go to the pagan world. It's okay to go to the other side. And I just want to share one thing, my testimony. Yes. Like 2001, I was in West Jerusalem, outside the old city. I live in the old city of jerusalem the west is the jewish part and that was during the suicide bomb attacks Mm -hmm. and i was there and i had a gut feeling there's something wrong gonna happen it's like Caesarea philippa you feel not anxiety you feel something that is wrong in the atmosphere
0: yeah
1: and and i felt there's something wrong in my spirit and a voice came to me saying andre move right now So I didn't listen. And uh, the same voice came after two seconds, like an order, Andrea, move right now. I didn't listen. But then I felt all my body moving the other side and a bomb attack took place. Mm -hmm. Nine people died at that time. I want to tell you, even if you're in the darkest places ever where the enemy want to destroy you, God is protecting you. His spirit is over you. So don't be afraid to go out in darkness. Don't be afraid to go out in a mission trip or to go out to some places where God called you to do because He gonna protect you and be with you if you obey Him and walk under His anointing and you have the keys, you have the authority and the enemy tried to kill but God will save and you will save so many people and bring Him to Christ and this is the good news. We want to continue the mission of Jesus by going out of our comfort zone and bring people from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, this is anointed work. It doesn't mean it is an easy work. It means it, it will be like the kingdom of heaven will break because people are moving from darkness to light and God is using you. And that is the power and the manifestation and the glory of the kingdom of heaven. And that's what kept the disciples doing it, and that's what keep us doing it. They seem like 2,000 years ago, they seem like Caesarea Philippi, they seem like today.
0: Mm, Awesome. I would love for you to share, Andre, a story. I know that you live in the Holy Land, and there's darkness all around there, certainly more darkness there than there is um, where I live. And in that, you have an opportunity to be a brilliant light, and so, I would just love for you to share just how you're seeing God at work around you in the Holy Land right now.
1: Yes, where I live in the Christian quarter is that darkness is everywhere. And you have to understand Jerusalem, the Holy Land, and especially Jerusalem is where history started and where history will end. What does this mean? This is the deepest core of the spiritual warfare of the world, mm-hmm. like Anything happens in Jerusalem. It's so important that we have a big spiritual battle. And there's a conflict there. You're aware of that. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you where I live in the Christian quarter, I go to the Alliance Church. The Alliance Church is inside the Christian quarter. There is a the Muslim quarter and there's a the Jewish quarter. And the Christian quarter is between the two of them. And this church people when we go there see us walking to that church they tell us here is the hallelujahs they mock us with this name hallelujahs they make fun of us and then i just want to tell you one story whenever they get into a problem they come to us they tell us pray for us and save us and once a story i had a one person coming to us from the christian quarter telling us, I need prayer, I'm feeling the enemy destroying my life. So we took him with my friends to a home, to a house nearby the church, and we start praying, and guess what? He was released from seven demons inside him. Mm. So the kingdom of heaven was manifesting. The power of darkness left this guy, and he got healed. And we saw literally the keys, the authority, of the words of Jesus at Caesarea Philippi, that we can release people from hell to life. This day, and his life completely changed. And whenever he sees us, he just continues to go to church and rejoice with the Lord. So it's real, it's happening real. Like the days of the disciples, even till today, it's happening.
0: Andre, you make me think about our blue cord listener who might be saying, "Man, I want faith like that. I want faith where I can walk through dark places and shine and be a great light and be bold in my witness and point people to Christ, and I want to grow up and be more mature about that and get out of the shallow water and begin to step outside of my comfort zone." Any words of wisdom that you might share, maybe some things that you learned, or lessons that you wished you knew early on in your faith journey, that you'd like to pass on?
1: Yes, great, yes. I had people, I had friends, please Andre, arrange this for us. We want to see this happening. No, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So all, it's first the depth with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Before you go to the places of darknesses, you have to be ready and you have to be obedient by the Spirit of the Lord. And not do it by the flesh, but do it in the Spirit. Which means, number one important is spending time reading Scripture, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: reading Torah, reading the Old Testament, reading New Testament. The more time you spend reading Torah, think like Jesus, reading Scripture, the more humble you become. And the more humble you become, the more obedient your heart will be. And the more obedient your heart will be. I'm not saying only going to church. Going to church is perfect. It's great, but it's not enough. It's what is your personal time. You do when no one sees you at home. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Pray on your knees, open scripture, let your heart be obedient to the Lord. And with more obedience, the power of the kingdom of heaven will be released to you. And the Lord will send you to the places that he wants you to be used. Like the disciples, whenever they're ready, after three years, I don't know how many years it's going to take, There are some listeners so mature, they are already in that stage. The point is, when you are ready, Jesus will show you and His Spirit will take you to these places. And we need our hearts to be ready for that. Mm
0: -hmm. Such a good word. Seek first His Kingdom and all these things will be added to you. So, Andre, we're going to be bringing back another Blue Chord Group to the Holy Land with Twin Tours in May of 2025. I'm so excited about it, and for our Blue Cord listener who might like to be a part of that, give a little thought about why it's so important to come and visit the Holy Land.
1: Yes, we say the Holy Land is like the fifth gospel. (laughs) What does this mean? It means when you come, you see the land, you see the stories of the pages of the Bible in front of you, the mountains, the valleys, The the hills, everything speaks about God's glory. So when you come to the Holy Land, you're going to see the Bible in colors. And imagine you are standing at a location, and you are just seeing the words of the Bible coming alive, and you connecting it with your spirit, with your sights, and you're smelling even the atmosphere there. Or seeing how Jerusalem is so like hyper and there's a lot of noises everywhere and stones whenever you look around. It will make you feel connected. It will make you feel home and it will help you to release your calling and your identity in life mm-hmm. by coming to the Holy Land. It will make you destiny released more in the spirit. I'm, I'm talking. talking. Yeah. That you will recognize what God's called you for. Revelation takes place. Like what's done with your group. Revelation took place to so many people.
0: Yes. For, here. for sure. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you jumping on here and just unpacking Caesarea Philippi. And I can't wait to bring more Blue Cord friends there so that we can all stand in that place together and just ponder. The significance about that. So right now, what I want to do is hold some space for our listener to ponder some of the things that you shared, Andre. First question, just for you to think about, my blue cord friend, reread Matthew 16 and consider what does it tell you about Jesus, about who he is, about who you are in him, and what he's called you to do? And what does it tell you about your relationship with Jesus and his word? What do you think the Holy Spirit is prompting you to think about or to do differently this week as a result of hearing this episode? I invite you to take your learning deeper on this topic by reading the Blue Chord book or leading a Blue Chord study with a group of your friends. I'll put the links to that in our show notes, and if you're interested in joining us, in our Blue Cord trip back to the Holy Land in the spring of 2025, make sure you sign up to get on the Blue Cord email list on our website so that you can get all those details as they unfold. Thanks so much for joining me today. Can't wait to see you on next week's episode. Thanks for joining me. I'd love to know more about you and how this podcast is serving you. Make sure to sign up to get our weekly emails on the website at thebluecord.org. Then when you get an email from me, you can jot me back a note. If you're enjoying the Blue Chord podcast or the book, would you post an online review so that others know what to expect? That would mean a lot. Thanks so much. Have a great week.